What is the hippity hap in the gamer sack? It's <laughs> roll it back, <laughs> roll it back. That was nothing. <laughs> What's up, gamer guys, gals, and peeps of all shapes and sizes? It's thoughts from player one, no controller necessary. That's right, put that controller down, so we're not talking about no game today. Today, we're talking about death in video games. <laughs> what does it mean to you? Why am I changing to a news report? With me is my co-host, Alex. I'm so glad I got to go on that journey of you finding the intro throughout the course of those two sentences. It transforms. That's us. We're it transformative. We're a beautiful butterfly. We're always evolving from our different cocoons. Uh, as today, we're tackling, as we've done before, a topic rather than a game. Something that we wanted to talk about as a whole and we felt, you know, a little bit passionate about. A little bit of, a little bit of thoughts, you might say. You might say that they're without a game that you wouldn't need a controller does that title make sense to everyone i feel like it doesn't make sense <laughs> does it make like, sense i feel like you got you got the point across i look the title is a c plus but that's fine wow. that's about where our normal okay. titles are no, and i think we'll that's restart good the whole podcast <laughs> no 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 no. it's good it's no. good you got it you got it, it was solid no. no controller needed because we don't have to play a game it makes perfect sense trying we're trying this uh sort of newish format out in the year 2020 we're gonna try a little bit of a new format we're gonna try our dangdest to do a topic episode a real game episode and with our little fingers crossed, an interview as well, but maybe something a little silly, a little spicy, a little funny. And as, uh, you know, intermittently some uh, We Must Build a, uh, which is our YouTube series uh, about, mm -hmm. you know, building things in funny ways. Like, which we'll talk YouTube about at the series end. series and absolute air quotes. We'll, we'll talk more about that at the end. Though. Yeah, Don't so we'll talk it. more at the end, just so you're not absolutely frightened by this, this new format and feeling we're bringing to you here. So... I can't stress this enough, Duncan, is only opening these episodes. If it made you very uncomfortable, we're in the same boat. I'm going to be back with you next time. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Uh, so we're going to talk <laughs> about death in video games kind of in all aspects. You're, you know, like main character, you know, story deaths, um, you know, or whether they be mechanical deaths or just, just any deaths, any old death. Doesn't matter who it is. Um, yeah. So I want to first open up, and this is going to be a little bit of a difficult thing to sort of open, I feel like, without just like an immediate topic. I kind of just mm -hmm. want to know, and maybe this, stop me if this is too personal, but how do you feel about death? <laughs> oh, that's the end of the <laughs> sentence? I'm against it. <laughs> maybe we think of something else to open this up with. <laughs> It's too late. We're in it. How do you feel about death? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, no. That's very good. I'm sorry. It's extremely good, and it's I'm fine. ready to talk about it's how fine. I feel about death. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, generally speaking, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty bad. I think death is not a thing that I, you know, enjoy. Hot take. Is that what you wanted Hot to take. hear? I am terrified <laughs> i i was not terrified at all when i was 21 and invincible i'm 27 now and i think about it every day of my life i feel like i actually thought about it more when i was younger i feel like really? the younger i was the 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 sort of like inner 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 between like 20 year old i kept looking at my age like in a number of being like oh my god that's a quarter probably not even that that's a quarter and it's gone that's a, that's mm -hmm. a, that, that I'll never have that part back. And now as I've peer, I've, I've, I've started to turn into my adult life. I feel like I'll have that again. Uh, but I'm sort of in a, in a bell curve here where I'm just at a point where it's like, oh, fuck it. I'm in my twenties. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just like when I was a teenager, except luckily right now, I feel like when I was a teen, when I was thinking about death and stuff like that, I feel like I'm like, well, when I become an adult, it'll be so much easier. I'll just wait till I turn 18 or above, and it'll be so much better. So at least I'm not looking forward to something. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm uh, not looking forward to an empty <laughs> promise. Yeah. I, I, that's a bleak sentiment, dude. 
at least I'm not looking forward to anything in life anymore. <laughs> well, I am, but it, it's not like it's not like I'm I'm like wasting my time because I think yeah. the future will be better. Yeah, you're you're more you have a better scope of the reality of life, and that is very helpful. Um, I, that's interesting because I definitely think about like consider death way more now that I am older. Um, I didn't. Like, when I was younger, I definitely had that feeling, like, I went through that quarter-life crisis of, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, 22 or 20, you know, 1 or 23 or whatever, and being like, oh, like, this portion of my life is over, and, like, I can never get it back, and, like, I've wasted, you know, I have regrets from the time I was, like, 12 until now, um, yeah. but I didn't, like, I didn't associate that with death as much, like, it was always, like, I can't get that portion of my life back, but I've still got the rest of my life ahead of me. And then there's an end point, which I will put as a question mark. Um, and now that I'm a little bit older, it's definitely more defined. I don't really know what changed about that, right? Like, I didn't have, like, a, you know, near-death experience. I didn't have, like, a lot of people close to me in my life pass away in the last couple of years or anything. I'm just much more keenly aware of that and, like, you know, death and what it could potentially entail and the reality of, like, how many people die every day and what it could, you know, mean for us and everything like that. It, I'm much more in touch with my mortality than I was even five years ago in a way that is, I don't know, not really disconcerting, but, like, a little bit. Sure. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, let's uh, let's get out of the... Let's let's stop talking about the realm of the real because it's going to make me fucking anxious as shit. Let's to move on to something else. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about video fake, games. Fake dying. Fake dying. Wah, wah. The unimportant kind of dying. Yeah. I want to talk about death in games being dramatic. Can okay. we talk about that? We can talk about I that, think, but you got to tell me more about what you mean by that. Yeah, so I want to talk about this idea. And this isn't really a question as much as just something I kind of was interested in. Um, I was, you know, writing down, jotting down notes. Um, and I was thinking about, like, different death in different mediums, right? So, like, movies and TV as well as in games. Because I think that, you know, that it's all kind of related. And I think different forms of media is really interesting. And the thing, one of the things that I think makes video games really... Um, stand out in this stand out not necessarily in a good way is like if somebody dies in a video game it is always dramatic it's always the center it's always the focus it's usually in some over-the-top way like you know either they died fighting or they died you know they were kind of like the center focus of the story and like you were there or you made a decision that caused them to die or something you never get like a character that passes away off screen because they were in a car accident or something like that you know which yeah. i know it sounds fucking stupid because like obviously not because it's games and it's about like the physicality of it and it's about like crafting the story around your input and like existing in that space but i do think it's really interesting that like in in games, if you are, like, not currently engaged with a character, like, if the character is not on screen, I feel safe that they're going to be totally fine at any given moment, right? But, like, there have definitely been, like, there are episodes of TV that I can think back to that I remember a tension of just not knowing what is going on with a certain character that ended in that character dying off screen for some totally, you know, banal reason. Like, either they, again, they, they were in a car accident or they passed away from some disease or something, and, like, that was the big emotional moment. But, like, that doesn't happen in games. Like, I can't think of an example where it's like, oh, yeah, you remember, like, this gut punch where this character died and, like, you had no idea it was coming or anything because it's always, like in that scene and it's always in a very over dramatic way and i just kind of thought that was interesting that like this medium doesn't allow for that or doesn't do that hardly at all that i've never actually thought of that of, of being like if the character isn't there they're probably alive that's insane because i sat here trying to think of something i'm like when did that happen has that we played a lot of games here, and I don't. I we played a lot of, of games. I can't really think of anything. I'm sure there's something. But there's nothing definitely that feels, one. There's definitely what? There's definitely oh. at least one. Like there's somebody oh, yeah. in the who's listening to this right now that's going, "You idiots! Didn't you think about blank?" But yeah, like it's just it just doesn't really happen in games. Well, so I think for certain games, it kind of makes sense why everything has to be dramatic like that because obviously if death is happening literally all around you if we want to highlight and make a death important we need to make it so much more dramatic and like you know put the spotlight on you holding the corpse of your girlfriend's grandma i don't know like you know what i mean like something <laughs> yes. girlfriend's grandma <laughs> <laughs> um, we need to we need to highlight that very specifically to make sure that you know that this death is dramatic because you have killed many many times before most likely because I mean a mm -hmm. lot of video game objectives are based around death and killing and things like that 
uh, not in a negative way. Shit's awesome, but you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just think uh, nice, dude. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know. I think that we have to kind of make sure that it's dramatic for that. Now, obviously, there are some outliers there. Not every game is about that. Um, but no, I, I the think smaller games, I think you see a lot more of that. But still, you're definitely right. It has to sort of be on screen for that kind of stuff. And to be honest with movies and TV shows, I don't think of a ton that are also like that, except like maybe like some soap dramas and like certain but series I mean, endings uh, that are like, oh, no, someone died, but it's just them leaving. <laughs> but off the top of my head, I can think of like numerous examples in either TV or movies where it's like, oh, a character, even if they weren't like a primary character, like somebody who has been there for, you know, a recurring character on a sitcom or something like that that has just died off screen and like you didn't see it happen but it happened and like i think part of the reason I, I like very obviously part of the reason is because games as a like as a, a medium tend to elevate the like the stakes in general right yeah. like there's not nearly as many tv shows where you are literally holding the fate of the world in your hands right like you don't get as many you don't have a video game that's like the equivalent of how i met your mother right there's not like a, oh this is seven seasons of friends goofing around with a couple of like God, but there should dramatic be. moments in between um but even so like it just i feel like having that taken away sort of almost weakens the 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 power of like the mortality of the characters in the medium a little bit huh i i've never thought of that that way and this was the only topic that i went how so and that's all i wrote for my <laughs> notes <laughs> I wanted to start with it because I was like, this is the only topic I have that I haven't heard talked about. This is the only one that makes me feel smart. Yeah, it's it's actually extremely smart. (sighs) Sometimes I have like a funny thing be like, let's pass the controller, but there's no controller. There's no, without a controller. Is that what we call it? No controller needed. No controller needed. So just hand me the coffee or whatever you're drinking. You should all be drinking a beverage right now. And if you are, hand it to (laughs) someone. Hand it to I someone. I cannot stress that enough. You should always be drinking a beverage when listening to Thoughts for Blair 1. Probably water. Yeah. Probably or, water. you know, whatever you want. I'm not here to judge. So I'm going to drink some water here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, dude. I, I don't know how to transition this, this series. Dude, really our transitions hard. are so fucking good, man. It's really hard. Uh, Famously, so we have the best transitions in the industry. I want to talk about... I want to talk about just mechanics. I want to talk about the deep, down, and dirty mechanics of dying. It's like we got we've got and I'm talking like main character, you know, player deaths, really. So like when you die, when you reach the fail condition, what happens to you? And, you know, with the I think the insanely rising popularity of roguelikes and things like that, we have a different emphasis on death than we ever have before. And I think as like Mm -hmm. games sort of reach this weird middle point in between like the Mario three lives and you die kind of thing versus like, mm-hmm. you know, the roguelikes now, I think we had this weird middle point where we didn't really know how to like handle it. I think. And I think there's a couple outliers in the middle there that, um, that are interesting to me. So I kind of wanted to ask you, I think we could just ping pong back and forth. What are some games with satisfying like death loops or mechanics and why do they stand out to you? Yeah, I, I, I was writing this down, like writing down a list of these before we recorded, um, which I promptly forgot at work. So, nice. you know, I'm kind of going off the top of the dome piece here. But I think there are a lot of really interesting ones, and I tend to enjoy um, either end of the extreme, right? I enjoy the one where it's like it really wants to make a statement, but it doesn't do anything mechanically interesting, or ones that find, like games that find a way to codify it into the loop or the narrative of the game. Um, I think the first one that immediately came to mind was the one that um, codified it into the, like, both the narrative and the loop, which was Rogue Legacy, um, which is yeah. a, one of those one of those roguelikes, and the entire idea is, like, you're going through this castle, but every time you die and come back, you are, like, then the next generation down, right? Like you are the child of whoever, you know, just recently went through it. Um, And that gives you like the ability to absorb different traits, whether they be good or bad from your parents. And then also that's like when you die is then when you get the time to like spend the currency in order to get stronger and everything like that. But I think just that kind of 
um, continuation of a family line consistently going through the same obstacle makes for a really interesting loop where it just kind of like it it takes a little bit of the edge off of dying and it does you know the narrative in that game is not like strong and amazing or anything because it's not trying to be but i think just adding that little like just that little tweak in there makes it much much more satisfying than if it just took you to a game over screen you hit new game and then it started you with a new set of stats or something yeah, like it's that. like let's just roll your next character it just feels like a it, like you could start correct me if i'm wrong i think this is how it worked like if you made a mage last time like you're most likely going to have a set of mages to pick from next but like maybe you got a knight but it like went with other characteristics like they were blind or you know what i mean like you know yeah they, had a they were a hemophiliac foot. or something yeah. and, and anything like that yeah and that just that continuity built in there makes the death feel less permanent i think yeah i really i wrote that one down too as an example i think no oh, nice uh one that i really like that i don't think like people think about it but it's not like something that people think of with mechanics and loops and stuff like that but mm-hmm. I, f- I love those crash bandicoot animations when he dies <laughs> there's so much fun you almost want to kill him you almost want to see that little little orange freak die so you can see that funny little animation i mean spyro had the same ones but they weren't as funny uh there's something else it's about... very hard to die in spyro i'm playing through it right now it's incredibly hard to die in spyro yeah it's super easy you're playing through spyro right now yeah oh. i picked up uh picked up spyro on one, one two and three and then playing through the first one right now it's so much fun uh anyways very good so yeah uh with the crash games i I just love those animations there's something where it it does it makes you less upset when you die i feel like when mario you know because in that era it's like oh we're competing with mario and sonic and stuff like that with the whole like oh we have been fallen off of a ledge and that's mostly how we die or like mario 64 Mm -hmm. you just kind of spun in place and fainted um i think it was fun to like watch him get squashed like a cartoon character and stuff like that Um, And if you're interested in anything related to Crash Bandicoot, I just watched a YouTube series. It was called, um, it was like an interview with one of the creators and they went over like the challenges of coding it on the PS1. It just like that kind of stuff is so, it was called War Stories, War Stories, Crash Bandicoot. It was so interesting, like Hmm. listening to them talk about how they like literally broke some of the software of the PS1 and like recoded the OS to work with Crash Bandicoot to like, use every single bit of hardware resource they could um so but yeah i i I think that (laughs) that's really watching that gave me a new little bit of respect for that but um also i just love those those animations yeah and i think the animations are like really cool because they can tie into like you know various enemies or environmental things so it's like oh like it you know there's an extra layer of input on the way that you died that you know it doesn't obviously give you more information because you know if you got zapped by lightning and then you turned into a pile of ash like yeah you got fucking hit by the dude who shoots lightning it's not that hard to figure out right um but it's just like you know it's kind of it's it's a little more satisfying than if you just had the same death animation every time like it it wouldn't feel like you died two different things um which is like a really obvious statement but i think in practice it like matters more than you consciously think about for sure um do you have other ones because i got like two or three more i want to talk about i got like six other ones but i'm gonna limit myself i do want to say in the same vein here um i would be remiss if i did not point out dark souls which is a game that literally is just like nah fuck you we're not doing anything special no matter how you die it will be the same screen that just says you died in big letters um (laughs) and i i absolutely love their commitment to the bit of making a game that just feels really frustrating because there's nothing worse than like barely losing a boss fight with like a sliver of hp less left and like smacking your hands on a desk and looking back up at your computer screen it just says you died in big block letters and the game's just being a total asshole i love it i love their absolute commitment to that uh i'll just i'll i'll um i'll I'll fire off a couple more so we don't stay on this for too long that i really like yeah um shadows of mordor i really enjoy um there's like a whole like orc ranking system for their oh, military. Oh yeah, that's really good. And when I you forgot get about killed that by one. an orc, they move up in their own like military ranks. And then like when you come back because you're like a lich that's or whatever that's uh, sort of resurrecting themselves over and over again, they're like, "Hey, I thought I killed you," and you just kind of gotta go <laughs> and fight them again. And like if they kill you again, they're like, "Yeah, stay down, dumb, dumb." I wanted to say dumb fuck, but we promised <laughs> someone special we'd stop swearing so much. 
<laughs> so I'm gonna say I'm gonna give myself the one card. Uh, I love that. I really love that. I never finished that game, but I love that aspect of it. It worked really well for me. Um, Lichdom Battle Mage gave you more stuff the longer you live, so it was purely mechanical. Like you didn't get punished for dying, but you got rewarded for living longer. I think that's really cool. Hmm. Um, I think I, the middle. Sorry, were, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I just want to shout out the. I I think there's this is a whole sector of games that I had written down. Um, things like XCOM, things like Darkest Dungeon, um, any any type of game like that where the character death exists inside oh. of the game and they are characters you're controlling, but it's not like the only character you have so you're just like forced to sit with that for the rest of an instance mission knowing that you just lost a character permanently like all of that stuff works incredibly well i think as long as it's like built in especially uh darkest dungeon because you get that narration about how bad things are going as they're going terribly and you're just like i fucking know i know look i just gotta i just gotta do this one thing (sighs) and it's oh god you know that game handles death in such a fucking perfect way man it's there's something that is so sad about the idea that like all you're doing is you just keep returning home with more money to buy more things to buy more people to equip them with more stuff and it just i know the reasoning behind it i think is like i i've lost the narrative thread because it's just such a fucking long (laughs) frustrating game for me and i'm very bad at it but like Mm -hmm. it just it ends up just feeling like you're just throwing lives away for money and goods and it's just it gets me. There's something, there's some hidden narrative there with the mechanics telling me a story or like telling me a feeling I should be feeling with the music in that like town uh, that I just, yeah. I respect and love so much. I, I love yeah. that game. I mean, yeah, dude, it's great. Also the <laughs> hidden, like the not hidden, the added level of like, I mean, I named everyone after my friends. So yeah. it was just like, no, I can't, oh no, no, I can't tell them that he died. Yeah. I think there's never been a more frustrating character. Like, Dark Souls, I'd, I'd get upset about, but there's something about the pure just disappoint anger at myself I feel when I lose someone in a, in Darkest Dungeon that is like yeah. no other. Uh, the last one I just want to say is uh, I, I talked earlier that, like, oh, there's this weird middle ground in between, like, you know, more retro games and more modern games being more interesting on death and stuff like that. Is like, those weird sort of, like, like Borderlands and like uh, mm. Bioshock, where it was just like, we've cloned you at a cloning facility that just yeah. felt so disingenuous. And it's just like, it was a game where it felt like death should matter, but they just like taxed you at 5% of your money. It just was like, it doesn't really matter if I die or not. I just have to walk a little bit farther and I get taxed a little bit of my almost infinite amounts of cash that I don't really spend on anything. Uh, I would have loved if those games had like played into that mechanic and had like some narrative hook for like why that was actually a bad thing that was maybe like revealed as a third act twist or something or like had more like influence on the mechanics. But yeah, that it, it definitely did not feel like it followed through all the way. Yeah, there's just something that definitely missed mechanics. Something like Bioshock, I'm more excused because it is, while it's an action game, it is an action RPG where I've, in the role-playing game of, like, narrative-based, where Bioshock mm-hmm. is more action RPG and the, like, stats and, you know, stuff like that. Or Borderlands is more uh, of the stats Borderlands. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I don't know, those are just two. Virtually that- the same game. I understand how you get them confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same B. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds. <laughs> Oh, Basically yeah, both perfect video games game. that we love equally the exact same on this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, I think that's enough for that, unless you got anything Yeah, else. I, I feel like that, that covers pretty much, I mean, real quick, super quick shout out to every game Supergiant has ever made, um, always handles death or failure states incredibly well, um, but we could do, a, we would talk for way too long about it, I don't, I don't, I don't we don't have the time. Yeah, I can't, I, I don't have a change of pants ready, so. Jesus. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Okay, can't substitute saying fuck with just making jokes like that. <laughs> I have to take. I gotta take this out in some way. Saying saying <laughs> saying fuck was a crutch. This is comedy gold. Oh uh, right. yeah, perfect. Uh, so, it. what happens when you can't kill those dig dag pro tags? They got too much armor on. They got too much armor on. You know what that armor is? Cling clang. You, it's plot armor. Uh, are you happy with that transition, Duncan? Yes. You feel like the transitions are getting better the more we do the show? I feel like it was... 
a little bit faster. You feel like when we started this show three years ago and had a bad transition, you were like, I'll just say ding dang and then talk about the next okay. topic. We'll be you good. know what? I did listen. I did listen to one of our older episodes because I was looking for something because I was scrolling through to look for games that had satisfying deaths. And I kind of forgot. It. <laughs> so I looked through some of our games and I was kind of clicking around to listen. And we were worse. Believe it oh or not. Oh my god, how like is we that possible? Worse. I don't know, man. I don't know. But good uh, lord. Um but I, no, I do think I I do want to talk about, you know, quote unquote plot armor just a little bit because um specifically because you brought up Borderlands, um, which I think is maybe like the most egregious offender of this that I've I've ever oh, yeah, seen. For sure. Um like a combination of like plot armor and um uh like cutscene like where that fails in cutscenes, like people dying in cutscenes. Um, I guess spoilers for one of the Borderlands games. I think two. I don't remember if you're playing them for the story. You're doing it wrong anyway. But whatever. Um, like it's literally built into the narrative of the game that if you die by this technology, you are like revived somewhere else. And like that exists throughout the whole game. And also you like all of these, like you have shields, you have all of this. And like, you're the main characters, you're doing these crazy things. You have these super huge abilities. And there's a cutscene like halfway through, I think Borderlands 2, where they just like one of the characters who was, I think one of the protagonists in Borderlands 1 gets like shot in the back of the head and dies immediately. And they're just died. They're, de- they're dead for the rest of the game. Um, and it's just, it's such a bizarre um disconnect between what the game spends literally at that point like 25 or if you include the first game like 45 hours telling you like how the rules of death work in this world um and that's like it literally i think the reason it's so egregious is because it is quite literally a character that you have seen die and be revived like numerous (laughs) times throughout the course of the first game so you're like no that's not how this works but it's just like maybe they didn't I don't, have I, any money on them. Maybe they didn't have any money on them. That is entirely possible. <laughs> but it, it's just I. It really bothers me yeah. quite a bit when games try to like when they go out of their way to explain why, like specifically, the characters you are able to interact with can't die like permanently, and then they just break that for no reason later on. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand. So you're saying it, when it, a I understand I has plot armor, they should keep their plot armor like if the, if you're going to commit to a character having plot armor basically which you know that, that's a loose interpretation of this term right plot armor just generally means for people who aren't familiar with the term that like okay well this character can't die because they are too important to the plot like because they are either the protagonist or they are like a crux in the story like they will not be killed by virtue of having a role to play later in the story, um, which is essentially what they are codifying into the gameplay of Borderlands 1 and 2. It's just like, oh, you can't die because you're the Vault Hunter and you can be revived here or whatever like that. And then they just pull it away during these cutscenes, and it, it doesn't, like, it just doesn't track. They don't do the legwork to make it work. And, you know, I look at digging at the, hey, Borderlands doesn't do a good job with its fucking <laughs> storytelling is kind of like, okay, well, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Because, of course, Borderlands doesn't. It's the game that spent 12 hours making dick jokes about ponies. Like, it's not trying to do anything hard. But sure, sure. it's just it's it's an example that comes to mind as this type of incongruous storytelling that you only really get in games. So I think plot armor sometimes, it used to be a much bigger pet peeve than it is now. I think mm-hmm. when I was sort of growing up and, like, understanding why I liked things, I think a lot of the times I'm like, well, if this character couldn't just die, there's no point for me to be concerned about their life. And sometimes I still do feel like that. Like, I, I think, like, with su- certain pieces of media, it's like, if, if like I said, if I can't, if I don't think that the ge- the movie, game, or show will kill them off, I just don't care when they put them in those those scenes where their life is threatened. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think selling yourself in that and thinking about like, okay, well, what would happen if this character died? And then sort of letting the movie, game, or TV show sort of sell you on that tension is sometimes important because I think the longer I play games, and I and you know I'm no professional at it by any means but the more i analyze plots and stuff like that and you know just the older i get i feel like i'm Mm -hmm. able to predict more things in a way yeah and not really experience them in a positive way where it's like i'm like ah, i bet 
I bet I bet Sonic is gonna come right back to life. <laughs> which I mean, any old any old fifteen year old, twelve year old could figure that one out. But you know what I mean by that. Uh, but selling yeah. yourself and like letting you be like, oh my god, like if Sonic died here, oh no, what would happen? <laughs> uh, it, it's fun. It's fun, and I think that letting your armor of plot armor be broken is sometimes important, <laughs> but it doesn't always work like that. I really don't think so. I think sometimes uh, it, it depends on the type of narrative they're trying to tell, right? Like if it's, if it's, you know, if you're watching the Sonic, the hedgehog movie and Sonic looks like he's dead and you're like, Oh no, like, yeah, yeah he's going to come back to life. Obviously they're not going to kill Sonic. They're not going to kill anybody in the Sonic universe because that's just not what they'll do. But then conversely, you know, if you're watching, you know, again, like, just because this is a really easy example to reach for, if you're watching Game of Thrones, like, and they are trying to sell you on the idea that this is a dangerous world with a bunch of cutthroat people, if they don't start killing people left and right, it's not going to feel authentic, um, which is why it really just, it depends on what they want you to believe in the world. If they just want you to believe, hey, this is fun, buy in, or if they want you to believe, hey, you're here for, like, a realistic world and it is a dangerous world at that you know yeah but every time i think about like characters with plot armor and them just dying i go oh my god how cool would that be like how how no, amazing it's would great it be? it's cool how amazing would it be if deku just died <laughs> <laughs> but like of nothing cool of just like like he just got a really nasty cold and he just never went to the doctor it's just like really oh, sad no. That's not that's oh, not cool with no. the coronavirus. Like, no, I was gonna say we got we got some COVID nineteen concerns coming up. Yeah, I know. Uh, he just uh, he just he just he died in a skydiving accident. I don't know, like it's just something no, really what? boring. <laughs> or just like, even if, if if just if he just died, full stop. Like I think yeah. it would. It's really interesting, right? Like I don't think it is like. Killing a character for the sake of killing a character, I think, is uninteresting. It's, like, bad storytelling. There's, sure. like, there has to be, like, it has to be for a point. There has to be, like, you know, a reason behind it, even if that reason is just they were being stupid in an otherwise, like, very dangerous situation. But I, I, I do find it really interesting when games specifically are willing to kill off primary characters. I think, was it uh, Metal Gear Solid 2? One of the Metal Gear Solids I never played, like... I think you start as a character and then they just like die and uh, the rest of the game you play as a totally different character. Um, yeah. And it's like early on and they didn't like it was some of the messaging around it was like meant to deliberately mislead you so you didn't see it coming. Um, I think that was five. It wasn't five. Something like that it happened had in to, five and I forgot what it I was. I didn't play five so I don't I don't know what yeah. happens in it. But I, I think stuff like that is really interesting like when you actually go for it whether or not it you know always works who knows but it's just not a thing we really ever see right you like you don't i think because video games are this like type of package where you're meant to be consistently building the same character frequently you're meant to be like growing more comfortable with like the physicality of moving that character around and how they control and everything like that you don't like you know you don't get the same thing that you could get in TVs and movies where, like, slowly the cast of characters is changing and there's no primary character because you have to be physically controlling somebody in a game. So it becomes much more difficult to, like, take that control away from you and then push it on to something else. So right. whenever a game finds a way to do that, I'm usually usually in favor of it just because it's, it's really interesting, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like once you've, you're sort of, like, in control of a character and they operate a specific way and there's no other character in the world that can operate like that, that character's pretty safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, it's just interesting. Um, so when we're talking about, like, characters sort of not being able to die, I think sometimes what happens is uh, they die quote-unquote, <laughs> and then they're just there again. And it's usually not the main character, but this does happen to, I feel like, a lot of side characters and a lot of other pieces of uh, media specifically. Uh, so what do you... Give me, give me some of your thoughts on, like, faking or walking back on, uh, on deaths. I very rarely like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it feels cheap, right? It feels cheap whenever it's like, oh... This character's dead, have an emotional reaction, haha, -ha, just kidding, no, they're not. Like, if there's, you know, a, if they're brought back to life for some reason, or they're, you know, at the brink of death and you get an emotional reaction, that's fine. But, like, 
you know, you can find countless examples of this. Like, you, I think the earliest example of this that I have a, like, clear memory of is not actually from a video game. It's weirdly sure. from Lord of the Rings, the movie series. Um, when, like, at the halfway through the first movie, like, Gandalf falls down that, that pit with the Balrog, and, like, you just assumed that he dies. And I, I was very young when I saw those movies for sure. the first time. By very young, I mean, like, 11 or whatever. Um, but, like... That fucking ruined me. That yeah. shit fucked me right up. I remember walking out of that theater for like the second or third time in a row that I had seen that movie and like on the verge of tears still just like <laughs> so distraught. That get, like to the point where my mom was like, it's okay. He's going to come back in the second one. He's not actually Aww. dead. And I was like, oh, I mean, thank you. But also that's fucked up. That's kind of no good. Why are they doing that? Why are they going to do me like that and play around with my emotions? Right. Like you can see it everywhere. Um it's and every time it just it feels like they're trying to manipulate your emotions very clearly and i just don't i don't tend to like it at all yeah no i i agree with you unless my only exception is if the rules of the world are clear and concise so like if we were talking about like the borderlands universe if in a different world i'd love an emotional scene where like you know someone's gripping with death and like you know they're having a tough time of it and they die and uh you know like the character feels like they've won but then they just get resurrected at the vault station <laughs> and mean, blow the dude's well, head off you know what i mean like that would be extremely good yeah that's awesome that's cool if the rules are there or like i don't i don't really know how dragon ball z works but i think the rules of resurrection for the <laughs> net the seven big balls that they call the dragon balls uh i i is that is that something that's like established that you can wish people back to life isn't that happening? Yeah, it, that happens literally every single arc, and it starts with small numbers of people, and then eventually it's like they wish back most of Earth or whatever, uh, maybe even more than that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there's 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 established rules for being allowed to wish people back to life, and also there's established rules for I think being able to fight your way back to life. Yeah, through, can't you I don't run know. the snake way or something like that? Yeah, and then maybe there's a fight at the end of it. I don't know. I don't Dragon Ball Z is fucking wild. I, I kind of <laughs> see. I respect that because you just like. When someone dies, you just, like, know... I don't know how much they focus on a dramatic scene when someone dies, but I think it would be, like... I don't know. I think it's okay when some, when you've established the wor- the rules in the world. Um, yeah. The things and to I, be clear, I, I want to say that it doesn't ruin media, right? Like, Lord of the Rings is still one of my favorite series of movies, despite this. I recently finished a TV series, which I'm not going to name, but, like... You know, in the last six months, I watched... Actually, this happened with a couple of TV series I watched where, like, they faked a character death and then the character ended up coming back later. And, like, it didn't ruin the media for me. Like, if it's still done well, and not even faked, like, they implied that maybe a character did die. Um, And I think, like, it can still be effective and it can still work. And if the writing around it is good, it doesn't bother me that much. But I feel like a lot of times it's not good a lot of times it's like bad soap opera i thought you were dead Mm -hmm. um and that that reeks of like low effort to me and doesn't ever feel good if any of your characters are brought back to life with tears friendship or a love (laughs) you've done something horribly wrong unless you're a multi-billionaire company because then you're doing it right that's right i'm looking at you disney you're doing it great you're perfect we love you um I am looking directly into your eyes, uh, 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 Steven Universe. I'm looking right at you, baby. Stop doing that. Oh, man. I can't stand that shit. Didn't know anything about Steven Universe, but I believe you. It's fucking so annoying. Anyways. uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Anyways. um, So let's move on from that. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about... um, NPCs being killed in games. Let's talk about like not you know non-player characters being killed. Whoa. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about what it feels like to do a murder. To do a murder. Yeah. No, that's a good. That's a good way to say it because it's actually kind of part of my like part of it's kind of like a meme way to say like kill someone. But like yeah. sometimes there are games where it doesn't feel like you could just murder a person or like kill a man for no reason, but it does happen. Like. It does. Uh, spoilerinos for Life is Strange 2 are kind of at the end of this. I feel like we haven't done any spoilers, but I think we're too deep I in. I mean, just Borderlands. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings. Yeah. First movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, Daniel kills some fucking people. Like, this little boy, like, at, towards the end of it, he kills a lot of people. And some of it at the very end felt genuine. But sometimes when he just, like, 
killed a couple cops. It felt very bizarre and kind of out of place. And I think this happens Mm -hmm. a decent amount when you like, when you're in games that don't really have death and then like a very video game death happens where it's just like you shoot someone or like, you know, I, I, I think back to uh, the beginning of, uh, um, sorry, um, I keep wanting to say Borderlands. Bioshock, there we go. Bioshock Infinite, where, like, you're in the town, and it's, like, this very, like, ooh, it's very mysterious and bizarre. And then, like, you just start murdering guards <laughs> because, and granted, they're terrible people there because they're doing a ba- they're doing a bad thing. Uh, but like, I don't know. It just felt extremely oh, yeah. out of place no. when you just started killing people like immediately. Uh, Bioshock Infinite is like the poster child for Ludo narrative dissonance and like, oh hey, look, oh you're not gonna do the bad guy thing and throw this rock at this Irish person, haha, because you're a good guy. You will now kill forty five <laughs> human beings on the way to the next cutscene where you talk about not wanting to do bad things to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I want to kind of highlight as well as some ways that I have changed my mind on killing NPCs in my life. And now when I'm talking about NPCs now, I'm talking like innocent NPCs, <laughs> like like Skyrim randos or like Yeah, you're not GTA, talking about like, you know what I mean? People who accost you in the street and try and murder you like or demons or, you know, evil bandits or anything yeah. even bandits i kind of have qualms with nowadays but like <laughs> <laughs> i have so many qualms with bandits <laughs> uh yeah Look, no. i mean okay no i mentioned this on the outer wild or the outer worlds episode fuck i did it already uh early on in that game you like the you know the faction like it's this whole anti-capitalist thing and this whole like oh like people treat people poorly under capitalism and all that and like the group of people that you find to murder are just like dudes it's just <laughs> like people who are out there and you're like go kill them and there's like you can't talk to them they're just dudes that you kill but and, you like, know on fucking weird kill you right away yeah i know and like obviously because video game enemies but like yeah. Uh, it feels worse than it used to. That's for sure. I will say the the little bit I did play of Outer Worlds, it did feel very bizarre how like sort of like diplomatic a lot of the scenes felt, and then you just murdered a bunch of dudes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. And they, you know, they hand wave it away with some. They were crazy, but like it still feels very bad. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, so I think, and I think this is probably how most people feel, but I know there are still some people that are outside of this like this uh this range but i feel like the older i've gotten the less i've enjoyed killing innocent npcs and it, i don't know <laughs> it just it's interesting how much i enjoyed it when i was younger like and i don't think i don't even think it was like an angst or like i wanted to do violence because like i didn't i did not like to do anything violent when i was younger i was not like a fighting kind of kid like i didn't want to get in any fights <laughs> but i wasn't god, a fighting kid but goddamn, i loved I love going into Prototype, which is a game that I only remember for oh, its man. insane, innocent killing. Because you could, like, ride someone's body as a surfboard through the street and consume <laughs> the identity of other people. And, like, you were just evil Spider-Man. And it was amazing, like, to me. Yeah. And, you know, the GTA games and stuff like that. I never played the story. I just... I just did the violent things. I just did the horrible, horrible <laughs> things. And maybe it mellowed me out as a kid. I don't really know what it did to me. Uh, but I I just – I can't do that anymore. Like, I can't imagine myself, like, going into a Grand Theft Auto game, spawning a bunch of citizens in a high-populated area, and mowing them down. That feels like something a sociopath does now. But to me as a kid, I'm like, that's fun. <laughs> that was really fun. I think – I think there's a couple of reasons, and this, I mean, look, this, we're, we're, we're doing some jokes. This is going to get maybe a little bit heavier. Um, first off, I think it has to do, um, and I don't know, I'm making an assumption about this. Do you find that you are more empathetic now that you're an adult than you were as a child? Maybe. Maybe. Because I definitely feel like that, I, especially, like, there is a certain age, age range where kids start to develop more and more empathy we know about, um, but obviously it's still variable based on, you know, who you are because we're different human beings. Um, but I do think it's really, it becomes easier to, like, project yourself into things like media, into things like games, um, you know, and it 
as such, it becomes a lot, like, you see more of yourself and people you know in society at large in these, like, you know, nameless, faceless people that are walking around than you did when you were a child. And also because, like, now I have just been that random guy walking down the street going shopping in the city. <laughs> and, like, yeah. also, you know, I was a kid. It was impossible for me to conceive of when I was, like, 12 years old. I could not conceive of the idea of like oh i'm walking down the street and somebody starts just killing everyone in a murder spree yeah. but like now that's a that's, reality that's in the media yeah. every think, fucking day I now i think that's kind of what it was and i never like when i did it i never took it as as it like a like <laughs> yeah like it, like i never no, felt like i'm yeah. like i want to do that and i think that's what a lot of parents absolutely thought, but, obviously but yeah it, it was it was very much like that i think that the more i saw it around me and and even like i feel like when like columbine happened and stuff like that i didn't even process that properly and i was still doing that i still didn't think about that mm-hmm. so it's very i mean we very were so young when columbine happened yeah. still i mean like, they, they were talking about columbine until i was out of high school though <laughs> like yeah, I mean it, it was like yeah, it 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 was the name for a long time. But yeah. um I, I think that is lessened with things like prototype because like although I can imagine a GTA style somebody, you know, driving a car into a crowd of people, I can't really imagine somebody jumping off a building and like spiking a random person through <laughs> the ground and then riding the corpse through the street. So yeah. like that one is still that one still feels pretty safe to me. It's the way that, like, some Mortal Kombat fatalities still, like, some get me in a way that makes me feel really bad, and some are just like, that it's so over the top, it's hilarious. Yeah. Right? I, I think when they started doing x-rays of bones crunching, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Um, I don't know. I guess just as we get older, maybe it appeals to us less, but maybe that's just us. Maybe other people don't feel that way. Yeah. Uh, I know for a fact that, yeah, there are still some people who really enjoy that kind of stuff, but yeah. uh, then they yeah, just I'm... take it out on other players online, and that's fun. Ah, uh, yes. And that's fun. Um, <laughs> online community. Take that, mom! So, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's, I feel like there's, that's kind of like a stereotype is like when you're, like, if like a very, like, Ugh. angry child, <laughs> never mind, I'm going to back out of this. Just step away. From I feel that like that's a joke. Quick. I feel like that's a joke when someone like a kid's playing a shooter. They're like, "You're die, dad." Like you know what I mean? Or like I feel like hate. that's a joke that you see in sitcoms, and like I have never seen in real life. Yeah, but hey, maybe like maybe people right. do. People use it. As, people use different things as different outlets, and whatever you know helps helps you calm down. I guess I'm not here to judge as long as it's not actually hurting anyone else. You know. Well, uh, we're. Uh, running out of time a little bit here so i think there's something i wanted to end with because i prepared some audio files and i feel like if i prepare audio files i have to use them we can't skip it there's no way true um that's just reason i wanted to talk about one of my favorite things with death and video games and that is the music the jingles the uh, the like voice clips the death sounds that follow the horrendous atrocities of our fallen gamers (laughs) Uh, so, I, I <laughs> the horrendous atrocities of our fallen gamers. So I wanted to. I didn't have any death voice clips because I just I don't know. I don't want to like play brutal screams for people because I feel like that's not really yeah, that's, fun. That's but I what I love most is uh is like the music behind dying. Uh, so I brought three examples that I really really uh, enjoy. So I'm gonna kind of use this and sort of a. I'm going to organize these in like when they came into my life. This one, literally, when I play it, I want to run and turn a Nintendo 64 off. Um, that's got to be Banjo Kazooie, right? It is 100 right? Banjo Kazooie, and this Woo! is a, never played that. This game. is an interesting one because in, when you quit the game or like lose, like game over, it doesn't. It shows your character dying, but it shows like the world in which you don't exist. Like, because the what? whole the whole plot of the first one is like Tui, your sister, uh, is is stolen by the evil Gruntilda witch because she's prettier than Gruntilda is, right? So the her plot is that sure. she has two machines next to each other, one with her in it and one with Tui in it, and the machine will literally steal her beauty and give Tui her ugliness. So they actually show you in a cutscene that, mind you, you cannot skip. You cannot skip this, where Tui 
is getting her beauty sucked out of her and she is like a horrendous beast with like eyes like on the sides of her head and like a hunchback and she's just a freak and then a sexy gruntilda walks out and it's like oh my god i feel so much better it gave me it, it, it actually scared what me as a kid. Fuck, I couldn't dude? watch it. I couldn't watch it. I had to run and turn the game off. And it was also because the, the music that plays isn't, that's the one that leads up to it, but it's playing like mm-hmm. a very like kind of like creepy synth while it happens. I hated it so much. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. That actual, like the, the jingle for leading into it. It's really good. Though. Yeah. That was a good jingle. It is a good jingle. It's a good jingle. Um, uh, the next one I wanted to bring uh, was one that I think we're both very familiar with. Let's see. I'll stop it. Yeah, I didn't. It was going to last for like a full minute because it's a long ass song because the death timers <laughs> in this game suck. It's the Dota 2 death jingle. If you've never played Dota 2, it's a MOBA uh five on five very frustrating multiplayer game uh and there's something i assume it's the same thing with banjo kazooie i just want to i want to freak out i want to freak out how do you feel since it just immediately puts you into that headspace of being mad that somebody else is better than you at anything yeah yeah does that do it for you at all um not at, look it does it in a little bit of a way, but what it really does is just kind of like knocks on the door of a six months of my life that I have compartmentalized <laughs> and locked away on a box. So yeah, you know, I it, it's there's something about it was it's dark. There's something about the strength of a death jingle. Like the last one, the first one, the Benji Kazoo, and I feel like is just very like. Oh no, you died! Like, but this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one this one is so much more like uh orchestrally like powerful and like you fucked up you dumb fuck you dumb fuck <laughs> like very just in your face powerful and uh i yeah it's the song it, that proceeds after it is just you watching your team make money and get experience and you're just sitting back waiting and plotting and then the jingle that you get when you come back to life just puts me in that mood where it's like all right all right here we go this time's gonna be better it's i don't know there's some kind of ebb and flow with that music that i love yeah i get that i definitely do get that it's very it it ties i think specifically with ones in games like mobas where you just hear it so much even in the course of a successful game you will still hear it at least a few times because i'm bad and i don't ever not die in that game um so it, it, it is tied very specifically to that that exact feeling. It doesn't recall it for me immediately, mm-hmm. but it definitely like it, it puts me in that headspace where I can like I can remember what it felt like to be going through those games. And I, I think it, it it's very powerful for how quickly it draws you back there. Yeah. Uh the last one I have is uh from from Hades, uh which is a game by Supergiant who always has amazing music uh but just so you know kind of before you listen to this because i think it might be a little important to know hearing it um it is a game where excuse me where you are the son of hades and you are trying to escape hell and every time you die in hell you go back to the house of hades and just kind of like have to restart from there so uh it's a roguelike if you're familiar with that concept Mm. uh but i think roguelikes typically have pretty good death sounds or like yeah so uh here's this one ah that's pretty good those fucking strings man again it's just that powerhouse of like we're pulling out all the stops instrumentally to like give you a fucking mean death jingle i mean that's still that's still darren corb right darren corb still does Music, yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, you know, you're getting quality when you get that. So you know, you're getting quality when you're with the Korbmeister. <laughs> you didn't have to say anything like that, Duncan, <laughs> but you chose to. I did. I did. That's why I respect I you. I did. Which one do you like the best? Um, honestly, that banjo one. Yeah, that banjo one. I think is the be- so. Let me say, in terms of which I think is the best jingle to, like, let you know you died. I actually do think it's that third one, uh, that Hades one. I, like, really like that. I think tonally it's really good. It fits with the game. Um, But the Banjo-Kazooie one, 
was like, this is a good, this is a good tune, man. Hit me with that one more time. All right. Uh, I'd like to thank um, Grant Kirkhope for this one because he he's an amazing composer. I've lost my sister. Cool. She's dead. <laughs> that's bad. Oh, that's really good. It's, I like that a lot. Yeah. Ah, God, that game has amazing music. Uh, what to do? I'd love to do an episode on like N64 games, man. I know you didn't yeah, own yeah, one. I'd be, I'd be so far out of my league. I didn't own one. The, the episode. I could do be... an episode really well on Ocarina of Time, and that's it. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Okay, I think that will wrap it up, yes? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, it was a good episode, I think. A little bit of fun. If you thought it was fun and good, you should uh, leave us a review on iTunes or email us at thoughtsfromplayer1@gmail.com at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at thoughtsfromp1 uh, is that Twitter handle. Um, you can listen to us on many other podcasting apps, excuse me, like Spotify or iTunes or any of the ones that you know of. We're probably on there. And if we're not, don't. Just go home. If we're not, if we're not, email us. It's usually free to get on there, so we may have just missed one. No, just go home. Oh, that's fine too, I guess. Cowards. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I think that's going to wrap this episode up again. We're going to be trying to play a regular old video game. I think that would be the next slot. I think it's coming up two weeks from now, yes? Uh, probably yeah. we're gonna be trying to post three podcast episodes a month we went back to two for a little bit holidays busy messy stuff but here we are we're back full energy 100 percent like kicking energy um yeah did you i i'm sorry i was not listening did you talk about the change for we must build a zoo uh, or we must build a blank and also did you give our twitter and I did. facebook i didn't handles? do the facebook you can search for us on facebook just thoughts from player one and you'll find us right there we'll be there uh anyways so the we must <laughs> we must build a series is coming back in a different new fresh hip hop way uh we must build a zoo seem to just kind of die <laughs> in between a month and a half i mean we, we look, fucked that's up. partially our bad no, it was that's partially totally our honest. bad and Hey, go back and watch episode one of that series. It was very good. Yeah, it, it, I, Maybe skip episode two. It's fine. Yeah, you don't have to watch that one. Uh, but if you do watch episode two, let us know if it was bad or good, because maybe it's all in our head. It was bad. Uh, so, it was bad. It's not in our head. So we're going to be trying to do other games and releasing them as like a, like a short burst. So maybe subscribe to the YouTube, and then you'll know when we do those things. But we'll also tweet it. So we'll whore ourselves out on Twitter. So please feel free absolutely to, uh, to follow us there for updates so uh with that being said uh do we have a oh my god this is a perfect time for a greeting card alex yeah it is and i gotta tell you duncan these are not funny. None of them these are death-based funny. greeting now, cards are on. not funny did you try and search funny funeral card i did I searched funny death greeting card um i did get death memes death memes is uh, good no, no, it's really not. Uh, give me a minute here. Yeah, I'll, let me, I'll look too. I'll look too. Hold on. <laughs> now, this one will be in a bit of a, a visual. It will need a bit of a visual. Do you mind if I take the floor? I, I do not. I hope, I really hope you found the same one I found. <laughs> Probably not. I had to scroll very far. Okay. Now it enough. is a man and a woman in an office with a man with a business suit. And the man with the business suit is clearly a lawyer, right? He's okay. A- <laughs> oh my god. So he's saying <laughs> he says and finally he asks that you delete his browser history. <laughs> Like, that's funny. <laughs> I'd love to see you fucking top that, loser. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs>
that one's very good. Here's just one more follow-up. This one is an old guy standing next to Grim, the Grim Reaper, and the Grim Reaper is saying next to him, I'm death, and the old guy kind of looking at him shrugging saying, don't worry about it, Sonny. I don't hear too well either because he thought he said I'm death. <laughs> Uh, oh, my God. We're going to throw a content warning on this episode. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We will. A lot of death talk on this one. I mean, it's called Death of Games. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's called Thoughts from Player One. No controller needed death in games. Is that what we called it? What the fuck did we name this episode? <laughs> wow, there's one where they're standing over a funeral in bed box, and she says, well, this is great. She was my life coach. I'm seeing a lot of e-cards that literally just say, sorry to hear you're dying. <laughs> sorry you're dying? Yeah. Uh, oh, right. man. I think that, that was, it ended a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>